Welcome to Tales from the Group, a podcast set in the 80s that follows three kids on a quest to uncover the truth about a mysterious machine called The Loop. My name is Corey Offenberger, and I play geeky ladies' man, smells like ham, John Milady. And my name is Tyler Lind, and I play Wesley Watson, outcast weirdo who wants nothing more than to be popular. And I'm Adam Foster, and I play Clayton Godwin, the robot-hating, risk-taking, troublemaker of the group, uh, with Luna making an appearance. Haley, can you shut that door for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> wow, she's a star. You want to take that back? No, keep it in. Now we'll it. keep it in. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I like it. it. I don't know how she <laughs> opened it. <laughs> <laughs> That's because Huskies, know, they know their shit. They know their way around. They get around. And my name is Dustin Fleischman, and I am your game master. I am the host for this episode, and I have chosen a question for you guys. Everybody's kind of upset these days with, like, prank videos, right? Because they're never, like, harmless pranks. They're always, like, really mean and, like... Possibly <laughs> hurtful. Uh, so my question is, what was your most memorable prank from when you were a kid? Oh, God, I love Ooh. this question so much. <laughs> I'll go ahead and start because I have two quick ones because they're both just equally memorable. And my mom would be mad if I didn't mention both. So the first one, uh, <laughs> listeners, you may be wondering, uh, was I as much of a shithead as Clayton was? The answer is yes, um, specifically towards my parents. <laughs> we weren't and, wondering that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I, uh, the first time when I finally had a car, I ended up like a few months later, got a ticket, did a rolling stop. And I was like, damn it, how do I tell my parents that I got a ticket? Well, ironically enough, my youth leader gave me an idea. And so I went with that idea. And so I ate dinner with my parents, and then I got done. And then I had the ticket behind my back. And I looked at my parents, and I go, Mom, Dad, you know how you told me not to get a girl pregnant? And I paused for several seconds, and then I said, don't worry, I got a ticket instead. (laughs) <laughs> and the anger in their eyes, they didn't even care about the ticket anymore. They were like, you don't joke like that. Oh, my God, you gave us a heart attack, all this stuff. And then literally a year later, did something similar, mainly to my mother, because at the time I was thinking about enlisting in the military. And so I did Marine PT at like one of the like local areas where like a group of people show up and it's like a, it's called a pulley function. Where, like, anyone interested goes there, and then the people that have already enlisted, it's kind of like a basic training um, intro where it's like, okay, let's get a baseline of where you're at, where we need you to be before you go. And I went, and of course, they give you like a Marine, you know, the stereotypical Marine shirt that you see a lot of people wearing in high school, mainly depending on where you're from. Um, and I got that shirt, and my mom like comes home and she's like, like, oh, how'd it go? And I was like, oh, it was good. Like, look at the T-shirt I got. And she's like, oh, that's nice. And I was like, yeah, all I had to do was enlist for four years. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, then she, and then I was like, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And she turned away. And I could hear her, like, literally, like, tearing up. And she was like, don't choke like that. And I was oh like, oh, God. no, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> I thought part two of that story was going to be that you came home a year later after the ticket pregnancy thing, you're like, hey, mom, so remember how you told me not to get any more traffic tickets? <laughs> Don't worry, I got to go pregnant. Instead. Don't worry, I got a girl pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, my God. My um, most memorable one is not memorable necessarily because of the prank. So uh, so basically, my friends and I would hang around the neighborhood late at night. And, and there was one night that we were out and my friend found this like dead squirrel on the ground, like for being a dead squirrel, like perfect condition, like a mint condition, <laughs> mint dead condition, squirrel. dead squirrel. 
Um, they go they go for they're worth a lot of money these days uh, in the black uh, market. Did you get them graded? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I got them professionally graded. Um, and so my friend had a skateboard with him, and he kind of scooped up the the squirrel it, on his skateboard, and we ended up just putting it in someone's mailbox. Oh which is nasty. my god. Um, and then like just never thinking about it again for years. We had no idea who lived at that house. And so years and years passed. And basically the person, the the people who live there had like a daughter who ended up dating, uh, someone that I knew growing up. And I was at like a, a new year's party or get together party or something where their, her parents were there and, she was telling a story about like, oh, we had this wild thing happen to us where like a dead squirrel, like a squirrel died in our mailbox and like got trapped in our mailbox and stuck. And I was like, oh, my God, wait, where do you live? And they told me and I was like, wait, that was me when I was a kid. Like I we put that in there. Oh, and my she was God. Like, oh, my God. I had thought that it was a bad omen. Like this squirrel had <laughs> crawled into our mailbox and got stuck and died. But no, it was just us. So it was funny how that like. I haven't thought about that in like years. It was probably like six, eight years later, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I think the most memorable one is that for whatever reason, I learned there was such a thing as grandparents day. Cause you know, there's mother's day and there's father's day, but there's not like mm -hmm. grandparents day, but it actually is like a national holiday. I think it's like in September oh. or something. Oh. Yeah. But regardless, I, for whatever reason, like decided to prank my parents. And like there was one night that we were all gathered at the dinner table and I turned over to my mom and I was like, oh, by the way, mom, happy grandparents day. And she goes, <laughs> I'm not a grandmother. And I go, yeah, well, about that. And then I oh just like God. I just ate like <laughs> I just like continued eating and the look on her face and my dad like they both went so wide eyed <laughs> and I was like 17. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I looked at them and I was like, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> like, I'm not, I don't have a kid. Um, they were so tripped up by that. And my dad to this day cites that like joke that I made as one of the best pranks that was ever pulled on him. He oh thought it was hilarious. My mother did not care for it at all. Oh <laughs> I love, I love the comparisons between yours and Adam's stories. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome. When I was younger, uh, my brother had this friend, uh, Ryan, and he's like one of the smartest guys I know, super into like computers. Um, he works or he used to work for Microsoft doing like their data analytics and stuff. But when I was younger, we went to Walmart and, Back then, uh, there were these payphones that were in like the uh, entrance of Walmart that you could call out from. Well, on the bottom of the payphone, they had a designated uh, number. And so we got the number, would sit outside in the parking lot and wait for people to walk by. And we would call the payphone so people <laughs> would answer it. And we can see them because the entrance is glass. So we're just watching them like one by one answer the phone. We had one guy answer the phone and he was on the phone for like maybe 40 minutes. Just like, <laughs> hey, did you get the money? He's like, what money? The, <laughs> the money we left in the crane machine. He'd put down the phone. He'd walk. We could watch him walk <laughs> to the crane machine, look in, wouldn't find it, come back. He's like, I didn't see it. Oh, check the other crane machine. And so he'd go and he'd just one by one. Oh, and we had him on his phone for so long. At the end of the, uh, at the end of the phone call, we're like, 
uh, just walk outside real quick. So he comes outside. We come up and we meet him. We're like, that was awesome. You were the one. You're the one person that like didn't hang up on us. And so we gave him all the money that we could uh, between Aww. like the three of us. <laughs> it, it was oh, only awesome. like yeah, it was only that's like thirty fun. something dollars, but it was it was fun. Wow, yeah, Corey Offenberger, the original Mr. Beast, yeah. the original <laughs> Mr. <laughs> pay them for it, and it's okay. Yeah. Is that a compliment or? Yeah. <laughs> I do like though that all of our prank stories were like pr- relatively harmless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam almost gave his mother a heart attack. I mean, that's yeah, pretty I mean, awful. that's true. <laughs> that's all. That's almost not harmless. Yeah. Okay, I take back everything <laughs> I said. And Adam's Adam entire is... life has just been a series of nonstop pranks. <laughs> nah, I'm just true. kidding. That's nah, true. I'm just kidding. Nah, I'm just kidding. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know you're just kidding. Damn it. I don't know what you're saying. No, I'm just kidding. You couldn't even do it. All right, Corey, we're falling, falling apart. Oh, God, I can't even talk. Oh, Get us out of here. Are you guys ready to play pretend? Yeah. No, I'm yes. just kidding. I mean, yes. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. So last we left off, you all woke up inside of some kind of data mosh glitchy simulation where you learned that the loop was created with the goal of establishing the means for instant global teleportation by essentially using the Earth's electromagnetic field. Um, So the loop built a testing facility in Boulder City, Nevada with a particle accelerator. But that research actually uncovered a connection between our brain's electrical like brain waves and the electromagnetic fields around us which ended up paving the way for mind control research. But because it was necessary for brains to be susceptible to imagination, you also learned that the loop was planning on using children for those experiments. This discovery caused you all to panic and break whatever simulation you were in, and in the process, you located your dads within the loop facility from years and years ago. And before we start today, I just want to let all of you know, for this session, you can only heal one condition that you took from last uh, session. Oh, that's perfect because I now have no conditions. That's and you do not I have to. You do not get any new luck points, but your luck points from last episode roll over to this one. And then another thing that we're going to do here is just like last episode, we are going to go into a private one-on-one conversation to start. So, Wesley, you and I will be going to a private Discord channel. No fair. And John, you will remain in our main one. So, Wesley, we are going to begin right from where we left off last. When you turn around, you see your dad, Warren Watts, and you are holding the pocket knife, but what seems to be in Clayton's dad's body. And you hear your dad say, oh, thank God, I was looking for that. And he comes over to you and reaches out to take it from your hands. And once he takes it off of Greg's hands, he says, oh, can't begin to tell you how many times I thought this old thing would be gone forever. It's it's been with me for so long that I'm thinking of passing it down to Wes once I retire. And at that, you suddenly feel your body pull forward like a magnet towards your dad. You feel this intense pressure and heat in your head when this happens. And the next thing you know, you are now looking at Greg Godwin and the rest of the room from your dad's point of view. You are now in your dad's body. Now, a couple of things happen when this occurs. First, you suddenly get a rush 
of all sorts of your dad's memories. His most recent memories are the clearest and his persistent memory. So like things that he's committed to memory, like I have a son, I have a wife, those Mm -hmm. things you are also aware of. The second thing that happens is that your dad suddenly becomes aware of your recent memories with the most recent things you've witnessed being the most clear. However, both of you only receive fragments of everything. Some of what you see in your dad's head doesn't make sense to you, and some of what your dad sees from your memories doesn't make sense to him. But you are aware of a couple of things. First, you realize that your dad knows what you witnessed Greg Godwin doing in the copy room. And the second thing is that you are aware of your dad's core self. So your dad's personality, based on what you've heard about his past, is that he's a very optimistic and goofy and amicable person. But his biggest flaw is because he has such a bright outlook on life, he feigns ignorance and avoids difficult conversations in order to stay positive. Meanwhile, based on the journey that you have been through with Wesley, you are a far more pessimistic person. You've witnessed adults lie. You've witnessed people bullying you. You do not have a very positive outlook on the world Mm -hmm. in front of you. Wesley used to. And because of that disparity, your personalities are in a state of conflict. It's like your your mind and your dad's mind have fused together, but the connection is kind of weak. So in response to what your dad just said to Greg Godwin, Greg says, yeah, yeah, I, I know you've you've said that before. You told me. So am I in control of his body? Like, can I, if I try to like move my hands and my fingers, like, am I in control of him or? Very good question, which brings us to the main mechanic for this episode. So anything you try to say or do in these moments will be a role against your dad. This is a role of wits. So if you don't get a six, your dad's actions will override your choice. If you do get a six, but I also get a six, your dad's actions still override your choice. It's only if you get more successes than your dad that your decision wins out. Oh, wild. Okay, so just to help Tyler understand... I am still I should be role playing Wesley because I am still controlling Wesley in theory and you will be like role playing as my dad's choices. So I I should still think as Wesley. So very basically, you have the choice to just observe. If you don't want to say anything, you don't have to try to say anything. You do not have to try to manipulate your dad. I can like let him win certain things. You can let him win if you wish. If you want to try to manipulate the outcome, you can quote unquote step forward and try to say something and override your dad's decision making skills. Got it. Okay. Okay. Wesley is so overcome with emotions. Clearly, he's like emotional about seeing his dad for the first time. He or I mean, you know, quote unquote, seeing him. Um, 
And he's also so angry at Greg for what he saw. And so I want to try to say something to Greg as, you know, as my father. You are going to roll for contact. Okay. Uh, Contact heart. Jesus. Okay. Well, thank God we um, healed conditions for this ep. Oh, got a six. Cool. So so your dad did not roll a six, so you are able to say whatever you want. Okay. so well, how should I even voice it? Should I voice it as Wesley? Um, So Wesley kind of speaks through his dad and says, yeah, it's you know, I think a lot about the things that we do nowadays, you know, how they affect our kids down the line, even though we don't even realize it. Um, You know, so you just got to really think hard about all your actions that you're doing now. And think about how they're going to pass on to your kids down the line. Okay, cool. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Okay. You're going to wait right here. Clayton, you and I are going to meet each other inside of your private voice channel. Oh. So once you hear Warren say, I just think you need to realize how much your choices affect the people around you and how that impacts your kids, you suddenly feel your body pull forward like a magnet towards your dad. There's pressure and heat in your head. You feel this immense pressure and heat when this happens. And the next thing you know, you are now looking at Warren Watts, but from Greg Godwin's point of view. (laughs) You are now inside of your dad's body a couple of things happen when this occurs first you become aware of your dad's most recent memories as well as his persistent memory and finally you are aware of your dad's core self so you realize that within your dad he views himself as a very hard-working individual who's really trying to prove himself to the world in order to provide security for not just himself, but for his family. But at the same time, he feels underappreciated and tends to engage in self-destructive behavior while simultaneously feeling very guilty about it. His biggest flaw is that he suffers from imposter syndrome. So he doesn't believe that he's that smart or talented deep down. You, Clayton, aren't the smartest person in the world either, based on (laughs) the entirety of this campaign. And suddenly this realization that your dad knows that his kid probably doesn't feel that smart worsens his own self-image. Simultaneously, your dad suddenly witnesses the consequences of his actions, even though he doesn't know what he is seeing. He is suddenly aware of potentially what his future means for him if he continues down this path because he knows how you view him. Ooh. So, Warren says to you, I think we know how much your choices affect the people around you and how that impacts your kids, so you should really think about that. Yeah, yeah, you know. Anything you try to say or do in these moments will be a role against your dad. So, it's only if you get more sixes than I do that your decision wins out. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm now going to bring in quote unquote Warren Watts. So would you like to respond as yourself or just listen in? Um, now <laughs> it depends on what role it is to, to, to fight, to say stuff would kind of depend. Cause I will, I, cause I still have two conditions, so I will fail certain roles. It would automatically. be, a, it would be a contact. Wait, you still have two conditions after healing? Yes. One? Yeah, because he he got like three in a row in that conference room scene. Okay, no, I can. Okay, so that's contact. Okay, mm-hmm. I yeah, we 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 can still cook with some grease. Okay. Um, Today I learned Adam sucks at TTRPGs. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just always make sure I have a ton of potions on me. Not just <laughs> <laughs> Where's our scroll of revivify? Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay sorry yeah so i i look and i'm and i'm just like yeah you know i i agree you know the choices really do you know what we do really uh makes a difference and you know i think uh maybe now i'll start to start to do that you know okay roll for contact all right i got one six your dad also got one six so he wins out (laughs) So your dad says to Warren, uh, yeah, okay, what do you, what do you mean? Should I roll first or say what I want to try to say first? Yeah, you could choose to roll. Okay, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to roll because Wesley okay. wants to try to say something. God, I don't know how many of these contact ones I can really win. Oh, oh my God, I rolled the exact same thing I did last time. Six and a one. You win. Yes, okay. You didn't, we got a six. Uh, so Wesley through his dad says, oh, I just think about like, you know, sometimes I make mistakes, uh, even here at the office, you know, we all make mistakes, but the reality is when I go home to my sweet wife and my child, Wesley, I mean, Wes, um, you know, you just got to be honest with them and, and open about the mistakes, right? I would like to respond. Okay. Roll for <laughs> contact. Is, it's so wild. <laughs> Dang it, I didn't get a single six. Because I don't know that Clayton is in his yeah. dad's body, basically. And I don't, I don't think I would know that Wesley is either. Greg Godwin, suddenly his eyes go wide and he goes, oh my God, wait, did you? I'm sorry, I, I, I can explain. I, uh, and just when that happens, suddenly behind you, Warren, emerges John's dad. He walks into the room and he's carrying a shit ton of tech equipment in his hands. And he almost bumps into you and he goes, I got the receivers that we needed. Oh, geez, did I stumble in on something weird? What's going on here? Wesley thinks to himself, wow, so he always sounded like that. <laughs> uh, can I try to fight my dad to say one more thing? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I knew my luck was going to run out. (laughs) No sixes. Um, No sixes. So your dad turns to John's dad and then turns to Clayton's dad and said and rolls his eyes and just says nothing. We should probably just get back to work, you know, here, here. Oh, could I roll force to maybe help the get the equipment from John's dad just like help him out? So John's dad actually puts the equipment down on a workbench <laughs> and he goes, nope, something weird's going on here. I saw the eyes. What's what's happening here? Yeah, I'm going to roll. <laughs> You're going to roll. 
frack. I didn't get a single six. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I'm on a roll to try to say something. Damn. I only have two dice rolling in this, so yeah, I only have my three. odds are not good. I have three, and that's it. So Greg puts his head in his hands and goes, no, shit, I'm so sorry. I don't know how to tell you guys this. I just, the pressure of just being at home with a newborn, with, with, the, with a kid, it's just, I, I fucked up, okay? I fucked up. I fucked up. Warren knows. Warren, I, I know you know. Wait, wait, what did you, how did you, how do you know? Um, okay, so I want to roll again. Uh, I'm gonna, can I, can I use my luck point, for, a luck point for this? Yeah, go for it. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> do another one. Uh, do it. Do it. I'm just kidding. Don't do it. Coming oh, from someone on. that hasn't had a luck point in like three episodes, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, um, I, uh, all right, I'll save it. Your dad says, hey, you know, look. You just, you, you, like you said, you made a mistake, right? Like, let's just let bygones be bygones. But you're going to have to correct the mistake that you made. Because it's just not fair to your kids or your wife. I would like to speak. Go ahead and roll for contact. <laughs> All right, we're going to do some reverse psychology shit here, hopefully. I got a six. You got a six? Please, I swear to God, if he gets a six, I'm going to lose it. Because the one time I get a freaking six. He did not get a six. Oh, thank God. All right. I, I look at Warren and I go, it's okay, Warren. You can tell Manny just to get it all out in the open. Oh, that's good. Because okay. Clayton is now intrigued. Clayton wants to know. All right. Would you like to contact? Yes, please. <laughs> There's a six. Okay. Ooh. Well, I guess my dad has to not roll a six yeah, for this to work. Roll. Oh, this is so good. He I also like rolled a six. No. No. <laughs> okay. I knew that was going to happen. Warren looks to Manny and looks to Greg and then shakes his head and goes, he's, he's having an affair with Veronica. What? <laughs> <laughs> And Manny goes, wait, what? What the hell? Um, OK, uh, actually, no, no, no. I'm I want to I'm going to sit, sit back, back for for this one. Would you like to say anything? <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to sit back on that one. So Greg says, I know, I know, I know, I know. And it's been fucking eating me up inside. I don't know. Like, I just I know it sounds bizarre, but I kind of just now realized how fucked i am and it was a mistake and i don't know how to break it off and uh, i don't know it's just i i need to cut it out i need to break things off with her i think i need to break things off with her okay now i want to roll yeah ah nope god i need more than two dice in this so manny goes you're having an affair with one of these scientists over at ascension are you kidding me do you you, this place, this entire operation is shady AF. You don't want to get involved with somebody that has that level of influence. Unless, I mean, I guess, of course, you can get something out of her, like get some information, because I don't trust this place at all. You can't, you, do, you have, do you have any idea how irresponsible that is to get, like, the dangers that you open yourself up to if you start associating yourself with the director of, of, some, of some facility here? 
And Warren goes, it's not even that. It's, Greg, think about your wife and kids. And at that, you all are going to wait right here. Ah, God, Ah. this is killing me. (laughs) Hello. You suddenly feel this pull towards your dad. You feel like your body as a magnet is pulling towards your dad. And you feel this incredible pressure and this heat inside of your head. And suddenly, the next thing you know, you are watching this scene play out from your dad's point of view. You and your dad are now one and the same. You are in your dad's body. Ew, gross. Couple of things happen when this occurs. (laughs) First, you become aware of your dad's most recent memories as well as his persistent memory. Persistent memory being that he knows, like, I have a son, I have a wife, I know their names, like things he's committed to memory. Mm -hmm. Second thing that happens is your dad suddenly becomes aware of your recent memories with the most recent things you've witnessed being the most clear. However, both of you only receive fragments of everything. So some of what you see in your dad's head doesn't make sense to you. And some of what your dad sees in your head doesn't make sense to him. Okay. You're also aware of your dad's core self. So you realize that your dad, as you are probably already aware of, is very rebellious He's kind of a creative thinker. He questions authority a lot, but that also makes him extremely paranoid and distrustful. At the same time, John, you have witnessed a lot of things happening that only reinforce your dad's suspicions. So when your minds merge, your dad can't explain it, but he suddenly feels like his suspicions about everything around the loop, around the top secret documents, everything sort of gets confirmed. And he can't explain why, but he suddenly feels like he's being validated by his paranoia. And with that, I am going to bring everybody back together. It's been so long I missed you guys. So just to recap, everyone now is inside of their dad's bodies. Everyone is aware of the gameplay mechanic that is happening. The reason why it took forever is because John witnessed the dialogue that you all played out together. Oh, he was outside of his dad's body up until think about the kids entered the chat when he had thought about his son, John. That established the connection, and John is now inside of Manny Milady. Okay, so it feels like to Wesley that maybe Greg is is not thinking very family first. He's thinking a little more like career first, work first. So I want to try to roll maybe and take over. Maybe I can appeal to that side. Actually, mm. you know what? Roll for lead instead of contact. Oh, got a six. Step forward. Wesley speaks out of his dad's mouth and says, Greg, you know, think about all of the research that we're doing here. 
He's taking a gamble, hoping that this research on all the robots. Oh, wait, no, we said we were surrounded by all the robots. So the yeah, you're surrounded by all the robots. Think about the, the bots project and and how, like, if this ever got out, like this whole project could be canceled and all of our research would be thrown away. Do you really want to, you know, risk that? Like the only way to 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 make sure that this isn't compromised is to break it off with her and and be honest with your family and, and solve this as quickly as you can. I would like to speak. Go for it. Go ahead and roll. All right. Dang it. No sixes. <laughs> Greg says, I, I know, I know. I <laughs> shit. I'm failing my family and I'm failing the both of you now. I, I look, I, I get it. I know. I know that I fucked up. I. I just have to figure out how to solve this, I think. Could I roll maybe this is lead? Um I pretty much am just like, you're right. I I'm gonna tell my family t- tonight. I'm gonna tell them tonight, but just promise me, like I wanna like almost like pull them in for a hug almost and just like promise me like no matter what, like we stick together. Okay, go ahead and roll. Because Clayton well, and has yes, some... roll for lead on that one. Okay, Clayton has a has an idea the, uh, what he thinks is going on, but in his mind he thinks this is what's going on, and this is probably not true. But I don't want to say what I think yet. Okay. So yeah, so lead is two plus four is six. So I actually get one extra dice. Thank God. So we're gonna bring out the metal boy. Get that little what little dice I have. <laughs> I got one six. Your dad did not get a six. So you yes. can go ahead and say that. <laughs> Get it, Clayton. You're right. You're right. I, I'm going to tell my family tonight, just to, or at least, at least my wife, um, and just you know, just suffer it from there. But just promise me, and I like lean in to give everyone a hug. Just promise me, like no matter what, we stick together. Just because we, like you know, you're right. Like you know, the stuff we do here, you know, it's it's intense, and I just I just want us to stick together. Would either of you like to try to impact influence? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I Corey, do. your dad your dad will be making will have a response to this if you choose not to do anything i i did not get a six or did, or not, get a six? did not get okay. a six since i'm technically our minds are melded together do i know what he's about to say before he says it no no okay you're you kind of like fighting him for you could control. roll you could roll for like an investigate to see what his what his emotional state is yeah, I oh, want to see what. Yeah, I want to see how he feels in this particular moment. Ooh. And if any of you want to do the same thing, actually, that's a very good idea. Like that, I okay. didn't have that planned, but that's a very good idea. I, I think in this moment, my dad and I are pretty aligned. But yeah, okay. But good to know we can do that for the future. I would fail regardless um, because of my condition. So no, I rolled mm. two fours. You do not know what his mental state is right now. Would you like to try to say something? <sighs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll to try and take over. Okay, I do have a six. Your dad also got a six, so he Damn. wins out. Ugh. So Greg pulls both of you in for a hug. Warren kind of comes into it a little warmly, but Manny feels a little like he hesitates. He's very reluctant and he's simmering. And he goes, Greg, like, I can't believe you would be unfaithful to your wife. Like that is that's just that's rough, man. I, uh, I, you're better than that. Um, okay. So, uh, can I try to, 
<laughs> I love this like turn by turn RPG yeah. based r- mechanic I, going on. The one thing <laughs> I you mean you mean a tabletop role playing game? <laughs> yeah, I, I can say that there is no turn by turn combat that has ever been I've ever been more, as invested yeah. in as I am with this conversation. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Yeah, can I can I use a key point? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I really I hate this so much because I want y'all to. Th- like so badly to like because i don't know y'all are there i want y'all to ask (laughs) oh god it's what what are those games where uh are they the telltale games where you have to like yes yeah that's Mm -hmm. exactly what this is remember that yeah yeah Yeah. all right i want to roll to to say something through my dad okay god come on no 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 sixes so greg looks at manny and he's like manny manny man i'm manny my man i'm sorry (laughs) <laughs> oh Manny, my, my man, Manny. Manny, my man. I'm, I'm. Look, I don't know how I'm gonna make it up to you, but I will. I promise. Okay, I promise. I'm gonna make it up to you guys. I'll come clean. I just, I, I, I just need to figure out what I'm gonna say to Veronica. You know. Um. Okay. So I'm. I want to roll again to take. Try to yep. speak to my dad. Come on, dice. Come on. He, he said he's gonna come clean to Veronica. Did he say he was gonna come clean to his wife as well? I no? said that I would. I won you that argument. Yeah. Okay. I uh for my role I did not get Damn it. <laughs> again. Surprise, surprise. Warren goes, Look, you just you made a mistake, right? And you realize that you've made a mistake, and all you need to do is fix it. Maybe this is a learning lesson, you know? Just we all make mistakes, right? Like if we just focus on these robots and our jobs, like everything will be fine, you know? So don't worry about it, man. It's okay. Okay, I want I want to roll. Okay, go for it. <laughs> yes. Okay, you got a six. Hang on, because your dad has to oh, roll. Oh my god, that's right. I still don't even like necessarily. I only get it. I only roll if you get a six. Yeah. If you don't get a yeah, six, no, I no, immediately win. Yeah. Yeah. Your dad what? got a six. Ah, <laughs> it's the first roll he got a six. <laughs> Title Wesley and the No Good, Very Bad Dice. <laughs> I like have the perfect thing to say, but I can't. <laughs> Your dad looks up at the clock and he says, it's already getting late in the day, okay? We we just, just focus on the task at hand, right? Like, we've got a lot of work to do before we close up and, it, and it's, already, it's already past lunch. And at that, all of a sudden... Everything around you freezes like a VHS tape. All three of you step forward into your dad's bodies. You are in full control of your dad's. You do not have to roll anymore. You do not have to compete against your dad's actions. You are now in your dad's bodies, but as kids, as yourselves. Okay, so because Wesley was, like, fighting so hard to get control of his dad's body, like, as he gains that control, he's like, Greg, Greg! Oh, my God. Oh, whoa. Oh. And then I'm, like, kind of holding up my hands, and I'm like, oh, whoa. Uh, sorry, I was distracted. Greg, are you still there? Uh, yeah. It, it's <laughs> Greg. No, I'm just kidding. John, because you recognize Wesley's voice and Clayton's voice, you realize that it's them in their bodies now. You suddenly, like, all of you realize. Oh, okay, we can hear each other's, you, like, real voices. You, yeah, 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 yeah. So because you heard each other, you now realize you're all in different. That's the realization suddenly hits. Wait, hold on. Wesley, is, is that you? And the only person I know that says, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> is that you, Clayton? <laughs> no. Uh, wait. No, it's, was that- it's 
It's me, was Greg. Was you guys the whole time? No. I, no, I that's was the trying whole time. To be, I was trying to be me the whole time, but man, it is really hard to take control. Let me tell you what. Yeah, <laughs> I, I tried to take control, and I failed the only role that I that I did. <laughs> also, um, what the hell? So, uh, Clayton, I'm, I'm so sorry. I was going to tell you I really was, but we were running from the, the, the pixely world collapsing and and then we were here and then we were all of a sudden in our dad's body so i didn't have a chance but i promise i promise i was gonna tell you no no so no I, your I sister believe you. your sister was right because she she called it she said that your dad was having having an affair she she did and i'm really pissed that we got control just now because i was all i was trying to do was was i was gonna look at you may may uh well not manny anymore i was gonna look <laughs> at you john and be like go ahead ask how long it's been going on so then that way i would just sit back and listen <laughs> to it <laughs> but now i can't do that damn it um what well so, okay so we have it seems like we have some time what well, wesley what we the have hell did- each other is we have the memories of our parents right you said yeah. in that moment like so, the recent memories yeah like fragments of well, fragments of older memories and of recent. Kind of like right? data mosh. Yeah. So, <laughs> so is that something that um, Clayton would know? How long it's been going on? Is that something that he can roll for? He can roll for a comprehend. Oh, f- I don't even think I can roll for a comprehend. <laughs> what is it? Mind? It's two. Yeah, I have two conditions. Can I use my rope? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> So I think we got to figure out, well, wait, the clock's not even moving. What's ha- like, what's happening? Is this like a simulation? Are we reliving memories? Did this all actually happen? Do we, do we see like lines going through like the air kind of like a VHS? Yes, it's like a VHS tape. It's like it, it kind of does that thing where it jitters a little bit. Everything around you is kind of jittery and frozen, kind of like an old movie, you know, like like you would be watching a VHS tape. And you literally hit pause. Gotcha. Um, can, is there anything in the room that I can interact with? Uh, can I investigate that to see if there's like. Or is like everything kind of stuck exactly in its place? Yeah. Everything is stuck exactly in its place, but you could you can move around the room. You could pick items up. You but you do have to roll for anything. OK, I'm going to look around the room and see if there's like any kind of button or something that I can press kind of like a VHS, you know, like okay. roll for. That, yeah. Roll for investigate. And once you do that, Clayton's going to do something, but he's going to wait until after your roll because his is going to be mildly story, mildly storytelling. I rolled a six. Can I? Yeah. Can I look on like the desk where I found the like, see, do they have any paperwork outlining like? Yeah, yeah. All three of you can roll for whatever. So wait, Clayton, what do you want to do? Who has the knife? I do. I want to do force to take the knife out of uh, Wesley's hand, and I want him to cut his arm. Like, not Wesley's arm, Greg's arm. arm. Oh, you want to, like, steal it from me? I want to, yes. Okay. Technically, since we're in the adult's bodies, would we still have conditions? Because if our parents didn't have conditions, would we have conditions? (laughs) No, you would still have your parents, you would still have conditions. Oh, I uh, I rolled a success on my investigate. You rolled a success on your investigate. What did you do, Tyler? Should I roll or should I wait for this knife thing? You could do whatever you want in this moment. I want to roll and look around first. Okay, roll for investigate and then uh, Clayton roll for force. I got two sixes. Okay. Um, I got one six. Wesley, enhance the scene or pocket? I'm going to enhance it. Okay. 
So, and then John, you were trying to investigate something. I was trying to look around the room to see if there was anything that has to do with like our freeze frame. Like if there's anything that I can do to start up time again. Yeah. So John, you look around the room in Manny's body and you do not see any sort of play button or a resume button. You do see that you did not close the door all the way when you entered this lab and the door is slightly ajar and behind the door, it's just black. You just see nothing but pitch black nothingness where there should be a hallway. I kind of want to walk towards the door and open it, but I'm going to let the other scenes play out first. Sure. Tyler, what were you doing? So I wanted to look at the desk. Basically, Wesley's trying to find, is there something about their research or their project that maybe Manny and Greg were not totally, like, didn't give us all the details? Like, are there any new details about this bots project? Any, Any documentation anywhere that outlines anything we don't know yet? Suddenly, as you're looking around, the only thing that you hear in your head, there's there's a word that's just stuck in your head, and that word is microphone. You do not know why, but the word microphone is super important right now. And when you investigate the room, one of the bots is somewhat disassembled around the skull area, and you notice that the area by the ears seems to be the most disassembled. Clayton, you rolled a success on your force. So yes. you, what do you want to do? I want to take the knife from Wesley. And I want, because like Clayton's just in a panic about, like because he's in his head, he th- has an idea in his head what's going on. So he wants to take the knife and he wants to pretty much cut the top of his like arm like slightly he just wants to see what happens if he cuts his arm i like that you're trying to take the knife instead of just asking wesley because i'm sure he would have just given it to you yeah clayton you take (laughs) warren slash wesley's pocket knife and you cut your arm and you feel the blade going into the skin and you break skin and you feel the sharp searing pain of cutting your own arm in that moment it shocks you And suddenly you feel this crushing pressure in your head and this insane heat. You break out into this serious sweat when you do that. You feel very dizzy. The room spins. And then John and Wesley roll for a comprehend. Please, for the love of God, roll a six. I have a lot of dice. I got one six. I only have two dice, but I did succeed. I also got a six. Oh, hell yeah. You both notice that Greg's ears, a little puff of steam comes out of both of them. Oh, a puff of steam. Okay. Uh, Clayton, what the heck? Why did you do that? You're going to, you saw what happened to your jaw. You hurt yourself in here. You're going to hurt yourself in real life. I, I know, but I needed to know if like, so if like, maybe this is the past, like, I, I just need to know for real, because then now, like, maybe like the next time, like we see my dad, if I see the cut, then like, may, like maybe that means like what like what we're experiencing is happening right now. I don't think I don't think us being here is affecting the past. I don't think that's what's happening. I think we're just seeing the memories of our parents in this particular time. I don't think anything that we do here is going to affect our future. I know, but, but are just... these real memories? Are there are these our imaginations? Like, is this even stuff that really happened? I I remember, guys, I actually I just remembered something. So 
when I when I saw your your dad and Veronica, they were uh they were kissing and licking each other's the inside of each other's mouths in a supply <laughs> closet. It was so gross. But I only got into that supply closet because there was a, a key lock, a keypad on the door, and I put in some number. And I just got the feeling that I could have put in any number on that keypad. But if I believed that that number was right, if I imagined it was right, that it would work. And so I think they're they're doing this experiment. They're using our imaginations, our, our, our dreams, whatever. So I think we might have a little more control here. If we imagine things, they might come true. But I'm also worried. It seems like we do anything out of line in this simulation and we start to get like a headache and, and pain. and. So I, I can't quite make heads or tails of, of, you know, how much control we have in here. I know. All I got to say is that my man, that wh what I just did. Wow. My head is just is just oh, like I feel like I, I just took English one all over again in, in middle school. And very briefly, Clayton and I are going to go into a private chat. So we are very briefly going to cut just to Clayton's point of view. Wesley and John are not aware of what is about to happen. But Clayton, you hear a muffled voice coming from around you, all around you. I do. I need to roll something to see if I can hear what it says. Yes. Roll for comprehend. Comprehend. No, I fail it automatically. You fail it automatically. Yeah. You cannot make it out. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> That's so frustrating! What a tease! What a fucking tease! That's so annoying. Okay, well, I can't comprehend shit. So, like, maybe one of you guys can? So, 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 Wesley, or, uh, Clayton goes, Wesley, give me your, uh, can I see your arm real quick? Are you gonna cut it? I mean, do you want the truth or a lie? I want the truth. I always want the truth. If okay, you're gonna, you we, can't cut me. We did talk about that. No, something happened, and I I heard a bunch of muffled voices, but I can't comprehend things because I'm just so injured and 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 exhausted. Um, but at like maybe point, one of you guys at, can. At this point, it uh, just do it. No, you're right, John. Okay, I just have to be brave, and I stick out my arm, and and I'm already starting to cry. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. I pull it back. I say, <laughs> John, if after he cuts it, would you do what you did in Stuart's backyard and would you kiss it? <laughs> uh, yes, I, I'll be, we've, we've got to, we've got to find the truth. I, this is the only way to do it. Okay, deal. <laughs> and I put my arm forward. All right. I want to do a light cut on Wesley's arm. You feel this searing pain. The knife goes in, cuts you. You feel the cut. You feel just like how, you know, when you cut yourself, how you kind of feel how sensitive and raw it is. And the same thing happens to you. You feel this intense pressure and heat building in your head. Suddenly you break out into this sweat. You feel dizzy. The room starts to blur a little bit. You all notice the same thing. Puffs of steam come out of Warren's ears. So, Wesley, you and I are now in a private chat. At the same time that this happens, you hear a muffled voice all around you. Okay. Um, can I, like, roll anything to try to make it out? Like, understand yeah, roll, what it's saying? Roll for comprehend. 
Double sixes. Enhancer pocket. Uh, well, I'm definitely going to enhance, obviously. <laughs> so you make out Veronica's voice and you hear. Keep it going. Keep it going. Get more rights. And you hear another voice that you've never heard before. I think we got to pull them out. And she goes. No one has ever lasted this long. Keep them in. This other voice, man or woman, can I tell? Man. Man. Okay. And we are going to go back to the group. We're going back to the group. <laughs> okay. So did you, uh, did you... Uh, sorry, let, let me get in character with my HBO gasp. <sighs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God, guys. We what? are, you... we are in a simulation. There, someone is manipulating us. Apparently we've been down and under for longer than anyone's ever been down. And I don't know, they're, you're using ice maybe to cool us down. It seems like maybe the more we get wrong in here, the farther we break from this simulation. What I, do you mean by get wrong? Like, I feel like we're reliving a certain memory and anything we do, anything, anytime we do anything that doesn't fit within the course of that memory. Remember when I, I, I tackled that Malcolm guy? Like, that was the worst pain I've ever felt in my head, and I just now felt it. It's like anytime we break the simulation, like, Maybe we can find a way to to break it even more. I weirdly earlier, I, I heard in my dad's head almost, but also in my head, the word microphone. Like, I is there a microphone around at that Clayton? You suddenly realize that you've had a, a, a word in your head for a really long time, too, and you don't know where it's coming from. But you realize that you're thinking about the time 2 p.m. for some reason. And then, John, you realize that your dad is also must have been harping on something. He must be thinking about something as well, because the word package is just echoing around and reverberating around in your head. OK, so I look at Wes and I'm like, um, it, it's weird because you're, you're talking about microphone, but I, I keep thinking about package. Oh, that's so weird. And like like in my head, now that you say it. I've just been kind of ignoring it because I ignore most thoughts in my head, um, <laughs> which is very fitting that I never thought to think about that stuff is, is my brain's thinking 2 p.m. I never thought to think about this. Stuff. It's so good. Okay. So wait, 2 p.m. Microphone package. What's what's on the clock? What time's on the clock? When you look up, it's very close to 2 p.m. It's 1.50. I want to walk up to the clock and I want to push the hour hand to or the minute hand uh, to two. You do that and nothing happens. Damn, nothing happens. Can I I want to I remember I, I saw that like the there was a robot, a, a glyphy bot that was like taken apart, especially in the ears. I want to go over there, but I want to kind of do how do I explain this? Like when what you like last episode, Wesley typed on that keypad and he got the feeling that if he believed that that was the right thing, that it would work. And so I want to go over with the confidence and the swagger of a man <laughs> who works at the loop and knows a lot about robots, even though Wesley does not like, I want to, I want to go over and try to like figure out what's up with this robot. Like what's maybe what's wrong with it. Why was it taken apart? Is it important somehow? Is there a microphone built into it? Mm -hmm. Roll for calculate. 
I did not get a six. Damn. Okay, so we're going to pause right here because I need more water. My throat is very, my mouth is very dry. So we're going to (laughs) pause, but we'll be right back. After this commercial break. (laughs) No, let's do an ad. Let's do an ad. (laughs) Um, Go ahead, Adam. So today's sponsor is brought to you by Water. And this episode is sponsored by Water. Have you ever just thought like, man, I feel like if I don't have any water, I'm just going to fucking die. Yeah, that's why you need water. (laughs) Do you ever feel like you go to the doctor and you're like, hey, I'm really stressed or like I have this horrible pain here or I'm like, I'm tired and your doctor like doesn't know what to do. That's not because your doctor sucks and the medical system is fucked. It's because you haven't drank enough water. Does your girlfriend have headaches every now and then and complains about cranky moods? Have they had water today? No, I'm just kidding. I didn't know that we had a sponsor. This is yeah. so exciting. Yeah, I just figured while you were gone, we would do a yeah. little ad. Yeah, no, that's... Love the ad break. So as you go over and look at the robot again, you just realize, like, all you see is the skull is disassembled, um, especially around the ear area. That's it. All right, guys. So it turns out maybe the belief thing is not quite as strong as I thought it was. I really <laughs> tried to believe that I could fix this robot, but... Well, all I got to say is we better figure out something because all my brain's thinking now is like, what happens if I just stab myself? Um, no, no, and no, if no that, don't do that. And if that would like get me out of it. What what did the words 2 p.m. package and microphone? Well, maybe the package the is a microphone. Did we order something cool? <laughs> OK, wait, I, I let's see if we can find a microphone in this room somewhere. Maybe that'll help uh, every, everybody take a corner of the room and start looking for a microphone. I mean, I have my my radio. It, obviously, it has a microphone in it. I don't know if we need to, like, put this microphone in the robot or. Oh, like in know. the ears of the robot so it can hear things, basically. Yeah, maybe. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Well, let's see uh, if we can find some a microphone or anything that resembles a microphone in this room, because men, then maybe the type and shape of the microphone might help us know what it's for. And since we've all been to the AV club, we're very familiar with microphone shapes, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we are. Can I go ahead and roll investigate? Yes. Yeah, I also, all of you. Okay, I fail because I fail automatically. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself there. <laughs> Got him. Oh. I failed. One six for me. With one six, you find a binder on a workstation that is open to a directory of locations within the facility. And the one that, for whatever reason, jumps out at you is tech inventory. Oh, well, this isn't a microphone and I toss it in the garbage. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, Guys, wait, look. Um, So you see how uh, it's a list of all the rooms. So maybe tech, this tech inventory room would be um, would possibly have a microphone. Maybe maybe we need to go there. We could we could just go out that door to the hallway. Right. And just go to the other room. At that, Wesley, you suddenly realize that the shadows, the pitch black darkness that is outside of that room suddenly looks very bright, but only to you. For Clayton and John, you still see nothing but darkness. We could just go out that door. Whoa, whoa. Okay, maybe we can't go out that door. Look at that. That's like, is heaven over there or something? Uh, I just see eternal darkness. I mean, if you're going to heaven, I'm going in the opposite direction. Apparently, <laughs> <'cause>... <laughs> Wait, what do you No, What do you mean? Look, it's like there's like a light or something going on out there. I'm oh. looking and it's just it's a black void. There's nothing out there. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, what did you what did you look at? 
this binder that just had a directory of rooms or, uh, you know, places. Can I look at the binder and then see if the room changes for me or the door changes? Yeah, roll for investigate. Okay, I fail. Then you do. You have no idea. You look at the directory and you can't make heads or tails of it. Yeah, I don't see what the hell you're talking about, Wesley. So I wonder if the reason Wesley can see something shining through this door is because he has a clear image of where he wants to go. So maybe it's changing based off of what Wesley was saying earlier, his imagination. So what if we just believe? Like imagine that, like picture that room? Yeah, maybe if we just picture that room. What if we, okay, what if we held hands? Okay. And we all just believed that this door leads to the IT or IT, the the tech storage facility or whatever you said earlier. Okay, let's try it. Everybody, everybody join hands. Uh, Okay. Ew, John, why is yours greasy? We haven't touched anything greasy recently. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm in my dad's body. And I am my dad's son, so if I feel <laughs> you gotta like... You got to get it from somewhere. I, yeah, yeah, I got to get it from somewhere, so this is probably, probably that. Okay, so we all hold hands, and we think about the, the storage, the tech inventory room. Through the power of friendship and anime. Yeah. And then <laughs> we, when all three of us open our eyes to look out that door, what do we see? So, Wesley, you still see light around the cracks of the door, but Clayton and John, you do not. It is still dark. So I have a theory. I think maybe you remember how I said, like, it seems like there's a certain way that this memory, the simulation is supposed to go. Maybe maybe my dad is the one that goes to the tech inventory room in the scenario. Maybe your dads don't go. And that's why my it looks lit up for me. Maybe I'm supposed to be the one to go. And get yeah. that microphone and bring it back. If that's the case, I'm going to look around the room and see if there's anything that shines for me specifically. I was just going to say, do we like, but do we want to follow the, the memory? Like, like, is like, is this going to like make us deeper into like turning into like whatever they're doing or like, I like, mean, well, we it, it, it'll, it'll give us a deeper understanding of what happened. I guess. Yeah, that's because true. if the other option is getting out of this simulation and facing Veronica and whoever's with her, I, I heard some other voice, but it it wasn't it was a man, but I, it wasn't anybody I recognize. So if if the options are being face to face with Veronica or getting more details on what happened to my dad and, and in, in theory, your dad's too, let's let's go down that route. You know, I did roll a success, by the way, John, when you look around the room, you look back at the receivers that you dropped off on a workbench. And then you notice that on that workbench are a lot of different objects that maybe your dad would have been toying around with. It kind of seems like there's like photos on the workbench that are like of you as a kid. Like this kind of seems like maybe it's his workbench or at least he's carved out some space on the workbench for himself. And underneath you find a bunch of boxes with floppy disks in them. Hmm. And inside of each of the boxes are shipping orders. They look like they're coming from somewhere within the building. Like, it seems like there's a dedicated office for part for shipping and receiving. Okay, I would like to go to the directory and look and see where the shipping room is. Yeah, when you look at the directory, you see shipping and receiving, and all of a sudden, the door lights up for you, too. 
Okay. But Clayton, yes. your door still remains dark. Ha, sucks to suck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, could I use maybe contact to search in my heart what I think uh, Greg would be doing during this time? You sure can. All right. I can't wait to fail this shit. Probably his 2 p.m. meeting with Veronica. I had two sixes. Enhance or pocket? Um, we're going to pocket, but I also was going to make the joke, and I hate my brain for forgetting it because I was paying attention to what was going on with uh, John, that I was going to be like, yeah, I was going to look around to see if Veronica's in the room. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Veronica's in the room. Um, no, I'm going to pocket that one. Yeah, you reach into your dad's memories, and another word pops into your mind, and that is sneaky. Sneaky mm. link at 2 p.m.? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I look at John and Wesley, and I'm like, okay, I think I know what mine is. Well, what do you think? I think I'm meeting someone at 2 p.m. Like Veronica? I think so. At that, the light behind the door flickers a little bit for you, Clayton. It's not fully there, but it flickers. Yeah, I think I'm supposed to meet Veronica somewhere. I just don't know where. Well, I I saw your dad and, and Veronica um having their moment in the supply closet. Are you maybe, is that like the meeting spot? And at that, the door lights up. Ah, there we go. Uh, yeah, I think it is. Oh, I think I'm about to get real traumatized, guys. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are going to have to split up here because I think when we walk through that door, we're all going to go to separate places. And so we just just don't, you know, to be just don't don't be stupid. Clayton, that was more directed at you. Don't stab yourself. Give me actually give me the knife back. Give me the knife back. Oh, yeah, I do still have the knife, don't I? Here you go. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to keep that. I'm going to hold on to that so you don't hurt yourself. That's understandable. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to kind of I just wait? I, I just want to say before we go through, if if we don't make it back, we will. I mean, you know, we got to be positive. But if we don't, I I love you guys. And and Clayton, I know you were kind of weird in the beginning and you're still really weird now. But <laughs> going through all of this, like you guys are my two best friends in the whole world. And so no matter what, I'm, I'm going to be doing this for my dad, but I'm really going to be doing it for you guys and, and the three of us. Listen, I I love you, too, but. Maybe next time when we exclaim these kinds of things, can we not be holding hands? Because this just oh, feels sorry. weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're right. Uh, one about you're right about that, John. But like also, Wesley, you're right, too. Um, but like, yeah, I, I, I meant it when it, it was me that that, you know, when I like hugged, hugged the, the dads before I knew it was you guys um, and was saying, like, no matter what, like, like, you know, like we're, we're in it together. And I, and I, and I mean that, too. To, to you guys. Also, I'm a man of my word, and I take Wesley's arm and I kiss it, but for real this time. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wesley suddenly has a surge of power, and he, he whips open the door, and he's like, all right, boys, let's go. When the door whips open, all three of you see different things. Wesley, you see the tunnel is full of, like, bits and pieces of things moving in extremely fast motion. You see people walking through the hallways. They kind of disappear around like these streaks of light, but they're all moving at a clip of like 10x speed. And all the way in the distance, you see an office that has some guy with headphones on 
and a Walkman, and he is putting boxes on a table, and he's kind of just bopping his head along. Clayton, you see the same thing. You see a bunch of hallways, and it leads to some sort of room that just has a copier machine next to it. And John, you see a bunch of different hallways as well, and then at the end of yours, you see a familiar face. And we are going to go into private chat. Ah! Ah! Come on. Damn. John, you and I are now in a private channel. Wesley and Clayton do not see what you see. But you see a long hallway with a bunch of people moving in fast motion. And at the Mm -hmm. very end, you see a counter with a plexiglass over it. And at the top, there is a sign that says shipping and receiving. And sitting at the desk with a big smile on her face while she is pulling out records is Nick Hayes' wife, Mabel. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) And that is where we will end our episode. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, my God. This is so fucking good. That was a doozy of an episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this and tell your friends about it. Reviews and word of mouth are the best ways to support us. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and threads at Tales from the Group and on X, formerly known as Twitter, at TFTGpod. You can follow me at Twitch at Sir Valentinian. That's Sir Valentine. Drop the E at I-A-N. And you can follow me at Medium. I am at Dusty Tomes, spelled D-U-S-T-Y-T-O-M-E-S. And our podcast art is by Haley Foster. Damn straight it is. straight it is. And you can follow her on Instagram at doodlesbyred. We release new episodes every other Thursday. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss Clayton having not thought to think those thoughts. (laughs) Until next time. Okay, bye. I had someone to talk to. A stove is a stove, no matter where you go. A patty's just a patty, that's what I said. A grill's just a grill, this is surely so. And fries will be fries, no matter where. But this grill is not a home. This is not the stove I know. I'd give it all away. If you'd come back to stay, this kitchen's not the same. Without you. It's just a grill. It's just a greasy stove. Without you.